Welcome back to Inside TBT. Great episode today with Aaron Kraft and Evan Turner on the show talking about TBT 2019 when the Ohio State alumni Carmen's crew won the TBT championship. Maybe the most impressive thing that Carmen's crew did on their run was knock off and dethrone the four-time defending champions overseas elite. Kraft and E.T. discuss that and a lot more in this episode. Let's get to their interviews, talking TBT 2019 and Carmen's crew's win over the Golden Eagles in Chicago. All right, joining me now on Inside TBT, Ohio State legend, TBT champion, med school student, Aaron Kraft. Welcome to the show. Really appreciate you having me, man. That's a great welcome. Haven't heard that in a while. It's a very interesting, you know, trio of things that you are definitely the only to have at the moment. Uh, legend, champion, doctor. But we'll we'll get right into it. My my biggest question for you: Scarlet and Gray is how it started. It obviously became Carmen's crew. When you saw TBT and you heard the rumblings of a potential Ohio State team, what started going through your mind? Yeah, you know, I initially a lot of skepticism. I'm going to be completely honest with you. You know, like it, the whole idea of the, the TBT sounds too good to be true. You know, let's play basketball. Let's play six games. Let's win a whole bunch of money. Um, it sounds fake. But um, and then, you know, you, like you said, rumblings keep going. All it took was one or two guys to really kind of commit and say, all right, let's figure this out. Um, and early on, I think that was Rav, Evan Ravenel. And honestly, I think Scooney Penn was a guy that just kind of took it upon himself to like, all right, guys, like we can do this. Like if you look at our, the people we have. So skepticism turns into excitement pretty quick when you realize, you know, guys like Jared are going to play and Dave and Will and John. Um, when guys like that say, yes, it's an easy, all right, let's go get this thing. Do you think TBT extended your basketball career? Oh, what a question. Um, I don't know if it extended it, um, I, I mean, I decided to stop. Right. But I think it gave it jolts of, of excitement that it, it would not have had, you know, I, I think playing overseas is you can have some great moments and have some fun and make runs, but at the end of the day, it still feels more like a job almost, but in the summer I'm choosing to be there. We're hanging out. Um, so it, it definitely infused some true excitement and joy into the latter half of my career that that wouldn't existed the core of the team was obviously there for the championship you know you Buford deeply or De, you Buford Diebler Sully coaching Ravenel Lauderdale around etc some key additions in and out throughout the few years of Karma Screw and Scarlet Gray what was it like playing with Greg Oden uh I love I mean Greg's the man I and I think if you're not an Ohio State fan or you haven't seen him like actually play, everyone just assumes that, you know, he's this guy that got hurt and isn't very good. But I mean, he's probably the most dominant player that I've ever played with. And outside of the TBT, I got to play with him one time in open gym and it was unbelievable. It's just a, as a guard, um, he's just a huge safety blanket on both ends of the floor, right? Offense and defense. He dunks everything, which is what you want a big to do. He sets amazing screens, um, and he cleans up everything on the board. So, uh, 
uh, honestly with you know i can say with true you know he's probably the most dominant guy i've ever played with and it's obviously been small and it was even in his prime so I, I couldn't imagine what it was like when he was you know 19 20 21 when he played there was a matchup against team for debt and it was yeah. you Diebler, sully um Odin, I I call it the most star-studded matchup in TBT history. Actually talked to Jimmer a few days ago. He said that he had been looking forward to playing you, and it never happened in college. So what was it like to get to match up with him in TBT? Yeah, I think I kind of ate my words a little bit, you know, before that game, the day before. I kind of said I always wanted to play him when I was in college. And I said that from a pure, just, you know, competitive joy kind of, spot but I looking back it, it sounded a little arrogant and I think that may have gave him a little gave him a little juice um but you're right I think that was an amazing game they they played great um <clears throat> their role players played amazing they hit shots early and uh, Sully shouldn't have came but he came anyway because he loves us uh, he should have stayed at, <laughs> he should have stayed away at his wedding um that was fun you know anytime you get to play against guys like Jimmer um that have created a name for himself, but are, are, are great basketball players and good people. That's always a fun time. And I enjoyed it. You know, I think he definitely got the best of me a couple of times. I felt like I got the best of him a couple of times. So it was a good, a good game. Um, and I don't know, you know, they lost the next game. So who knows, who knows how far we could have went if we would have won. Yeah. You, you guys didn't win that year, unfortunately. So you had 2017 loss, 2018 lose to Jimmer. 2019 comes around. It's the dream team. Sully decides to pick up the clipboard, put down the uniform, and coach. Started off, I was actually at some of those games. I was still in college. Started off playing at Capitol in Columbus. Yeah. Did that a few times. What was it like getting to play in front of the Ohio State fans again? Playing in Columbus is amazing. And, you know, I think they're a basketball town and they were hungry. I mean, everyone kind of says we're a football school and, but will always be a football school. But, you know, when basketball is going well, they're they're into it, which uh, is so much fun to be a part of. Everyone comes up and says, ah, we, we love when you guys played and all this stuff. And Capital was the perfect place to play because it was just the right size. So we packed it out. Um, that was a great time. You know, that year, that was probably the most question we had about, man, do we want to do this again? Do we want to do we want to play again? And they made it tbt made it easy for us right they, we played at capital here in columbus we didn't have to go anywhere and then once you start playing it's the competitive edge takes over and you find yourself in chicago thinking well oh, we might have a chance so you're in chicago chicago close enough to columbus where there was a lot of fans playing mm-hmm. against the marquette alumni team the golden eagles but before that you guys took down overseas elite and ended their reign of four straight championships. And I think 20, it would have been their 30th consecutive win. Crazy. Where, where does that, you know, rank for you in terms of, you know, slaying giants or bat, like you're yeah. all, you, you eventually became not an underdog, but you always kind of play with the chip on your shoulders. So what was mm-hmm. it like to be able to dethrone those guys? Yeah. I mean, I mean, what they did was incredible. And I think you don't appreciate it until you play in the tournament and you realize like it, it takes one off day or whatever. And, you know, they went how many years without losing. So um, I think we just had a ton of respect for them, but respect and, but also we wanted to get after it. You know, we weren't afraid of the, of the challenge and 
I don't think it takes away from our win. Obviously, they didn't have everyone that they normally have on their team and, and those kind of things, but they were still a great basketball team with great players. So um, got to give Dave Lighty a lot of credit. You know, I think we played well as a team throughout the game, but in the second half, we hit a lull, and he he found a way to to keep us in it and keep us going and take over for, a, a, you know, a few minutes that called everyone down. I mean, I airballed a shot at the end to win because I was scared as heck and <laughs> wanted to put it in. So um, please clip that into the into the recap. Um, but, you know, it was it was a great feeling. But like you said, you know, it was the semifinal. So I think we really enjoyed it and we loved um, being able to, you know, make a mark on the tournament that no one else had made. But um, the job wasn't over. I actually got to be with you the day before the championship game. Don't know if you remember that or not. And all the guys were sitting around playing cards, really calm. So before we talk about that game, how how fun was it to get to just be with the guys repping Ohio State for really it was like almost a month? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's one of the beauty, beautiful things about the TBT is, you know, we kind of hang out, but you don't when you have a common goal, it just kind of brings you together more and it gets you in a different city and it really takes you back to like AU college days. So, I mean, it, being with those guys is amazing, you know, and then I think that's one of the reasons why we were better on the floor is because we, we really truly love being around each other off the floor. You know, there's a lot of trash talking. There's a lot of cards playing. Um, it's just a joy to be around those guys. So, um, it was a ton of fun, you know, and obviously the longer you win, the more you get to do it. So that's just a, a huge bonus. What do you remember most from that championship game? Um, honestly, I remember I, I remember not leaving that much of a mark early on in the game for like just a personal, you know, competitive perspective. Um, felt like I wasn't doing a ton to help. Like I wasn't hurting our team, but I wasn't kind of advancing us. So um, huge credit to a lot of guys for, for stepping it up and outside of me kind of being average subpar um, John, just getting the steal of his life. Um, that's probably the, the biggest highlight for me um, that, that we could just joke, joke with him about that. I can't believe that he found a way to get a hand on a ball that he never touches. And then, after that finish the layup that I thought for sure they were going to block off the backboard. So um, that was obviously a huge turning point. Um, calmed us all down kind of in that Elam ending. So. Yeah. That would be like you having a game winning dunk or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah. Like, yeah, not a shot, but like a dunk, something just ridiculous that he happened to be in the right place at the right time with a broken finger, you know, um, which is just hilarious to me. So I loved it. It was a good time. And then, also failing to pick up William Buford at the end when he made the free throw. I felt very weak when I did that, but. So obviously you guys win. You'd made the final four of Ohio state. You'd won big 10 championships, but this was a championship. It was Ohio state guys. Did it feel how you thought winning a championship would feel? Mm, uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say it felt how I expected it to feel as an older player. You know, I think when I'm when you're younger, um, you put a lot, a lot of stake and a lot of hope and a lot of um, like personal identity in how you play and, and winning games and winning championships. Um, so I think you kind of build it up pretty big, pretty high in your mind. Um, but you know, as I've grown and gotten older, I just the more that I realize, you know, basketball is an amazing game and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, but it's not strong enough to hold. Um, the weight of like my value and my worth. 
so we had a great time. We we celebrated. Money was in our account. You know, the moment we got back in the locker room, like that's that stuff's crazy. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I remember going back to the hotel and Dallas Lauderdale was my my roommate. And a couple of times, you know, we're, we're sitting around just kind of figuring out what's next. And we just would look at each other and say, this is crazy. Like we, 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 we did it, you know? So I think it felt exactly how we expected it to feel. Um, so. That's great. And then last question I have for you. Final four is rare. Teams do not do it often. A lot of legendary, legendary players go through their time in college and don't have a final four. Some don't even make the tournaments. Yeah. I would say that there are people who would say, you know, Thad Mata didn't win a national championship at Ohio State. He should have. Do you feel like you left enough at Ohio State? And then do you think that TBT helped push it over the edge? Yeah. Wow. Um, Getting deep here on inside team. No, you're right. You know, first, you know, Coach Mata's the man. Um, I am the player in person. I am right now because of he took a chance on me and believed in me and for four years when I think a lot of people early on definitely wouldn't have and then you know he stuck by me through four through four years so I gotta give a huge shout out to him we actually stayed at his house the before we went to Chicago uh, for one of those games so um just to show you like kind of person that he is um yeah obviously I wish we would have done more you know there's there's always even if we would have won one year I feel like we were good enough to to make a deeper run another year. So there's always that wish and hope that we could have given them more, especially giving it to coach, right? Like I love the fans. They're amazing. But if, if we could have rewarded coach Mata in that way to give him that, you know, that crown jewel on his career that, I, that he deserves, like you said, I, that would have been amazing. Um, obviously freshman year was the year that I felt like we could have, that was the year we could have won. And then, tournament's crazy and we go to the final four the next year right so um tbt filling that void i think it's it's slightly different from um but in a lot of ways it's similar you know i think we went into it early on thinking like i said that freshman year was the year we thought we we were the best team that that i had in my four years and we never got a chance to play together again until the tbt um, and the core of that team was that those older guys. And then, you know, they let Jared and I hang around. So um, I think in that way, it filled that little void and gave us a little bit of closure. Um, slightly different, but but still, you know, let us think, you know, we, we are a really good basketball team and we can beat really good players. So I think it, in that way, it did help close that loop. It definitely added to your legacy. And think about this. If you win the national championship, you just get a shirt, you get a piece of net. <laughs> get a net. You win yeah. TBT you get 200 grand or whatever it was. So I think you got the better end of the stick. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. You know, I think, I, I don't know if I agree. I, I would have won, win a national championship <laughs> would have been amazing, but to have an opportunity to play together again with something on the line that's at stake and to, to win, you know, money is, money's amazing. Money's great. It, it helps do a, a plethora of amazing things, but the opportunity to play together, compete at a high level again in front of fans, um, on TV, that's kind of stuff that you, you don't really get second chances like that. So the TBT gave that to us, um, which, which honestly, I think was the best part about it. Um, even if we don't win one year, I, 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 the TBT is still amazing because it gave us that chance to be together again. And, um, so. Well, there you go. 
Aaron Kraft, Ohio State legend, med student, TBT champ, and philosopher. Oh, no, no, I can't do that, but we're getting there. I'm getting older, so you have to get wiser, right? Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, man. This is great. Appreciate it, yep. All right, joining me now on Inside TBT, a podcast host himself, Evan Turner. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? Doing fantastic, doing better now that we have you here. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about Carmen's crew of the past. But before we do that, I got to start with this. What's the status of the team? Are you guys coming back? Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I really don't don't know. To me personally, uh, you know, Carmen's crew is like four or five people that I play with. Like, so some of my favorite players on earth, some of my best friends. John is going. Um, Lighty's going. Uh, not Lighty. John's going. Kraft is going. Will Buford's on a knee injury. I'm about to go work him out in a second. And then uh, Dave Lighty is 35. So, <laughs> and Jared, he's a coach now. So I, I, I don't. I personally didn't have any plans to really roll back, you know, with the Carmen's crew because it's more so with the homies. But I don't know what Jerry has planned. But if so, I think they'll put together a good team. I'm assuming the door has closed for you putting on the shoes for Carmen's crew. Yeah, like I said, man, if I were if I were to play, it, w- it would be to play with uh, the whole crew, like Diebler, um, Kraft, um, Sully, Lighty, Buford. Like if I were to play, I, I would want to play with those guys. So. My last little joy left once uh, those guys start started retiring, and then I retire. You know, yeah. When you, when you talk about the crew, that that's one of the coolest things with TBT is getting to not only see you know old crews kind of get together, but then also you get bits and pieces from you know other other years and stuff like that. So when you heard about Carmen's crew or Scarlet Gray, whenever you first got involved, what were your initial thoughts right off the bat? I just thought we were going to win, to be honest with you. I thought it would be like we already hang out as is, you know, all summer. So as opposed to playing versus each other, I was just like, okay, we might as well just go play versus other people. And I think we have a pretty good team that can win. So from Scarlet Gray to Carmen's crew, it it was no different than just doing what we did every single day. You know what I'm saying? So I thought the the whole ideology of it was, was beautiful. And, you know, like I said, those are some of my favorite people on earth. What what role did you play on the team? Were you scouting? Were you helping? You know, hey, aircraft, try to guard me. If you can guard me, you can guard anyone. What what was your role? I'm a, I mean, honestly, I was just like the GM. You know, I put stuff together. I made sure the talent was well taken care of and pre- prepared. So, you know, whether it's getting massages, getting team meals, getting transportation, um, you know, even the day before we won a championship, we all hopped on a boat in Lake Michigan, you know what I mean, and enjoyed ourselves. So it was just making sure that, you know, I curated the right type of memories. Basketball is huge, but this is really a real-life brotherhood. So we, we we play basketball for 45 minutes, so we take advantage of, uh, you know, being around each other and, you know, making more memories. So I was just literally, to be honest with you, since I was a kid, to be around those dudes and watch them play basketball and stuff is literally one of my favorite things on earth. So I was taking this therapy and relaxation and, and um, you know, soaking up the joy of, of what, why I remember, you know, loving the game. So obviously you, Diebler, Kraft, Lighty, Sully, Coach Mata have left an absolutely incredible mark at Ohio State. But how great was that to be able to be a part of, you know, a championship for Ohio State? 
Nah, it was great. You mean a Big Ten title, or like you mean like the TBT? Oh, I'm talking TBT, like a. Uh, uh... Oh, no, 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 it was smooth. I mean, I guess as adults, it's it's more so like um, you know, you want to equate it to a national title or anything like that. But you know, you, you love to win. You agree, you love to win, and on that big national tournament. We were finally, you know, we were just glad to, you know, really get, get over the hump. We felt like the first two or three times we lost them. You know what I mean? It wasn't so much. And shout out overseas elite, but like, no, my wing play, my guard play is second to none. Like, we got 6-6 six, six versus 6-2. Six, it's all over the place, you know? But, um, you know, I think winning is just part of the culture and the standard that we always had. Like I said, um, Coach Mata taught us at, you know, the Ohio State when we first won our NIT. Most people would celebrate that, and we threw that trophy out. And we only got one week to really get prepared to take a break and get right back to work. So, like, I always give Coach Mata credit because, like, no matter what the standard was to be the best, not, like, float around, not come back and tell people I almost did it. Like, we won one, but we think we're supposed to have three or four, you know. And when you have that type of mindset and standard, um, I think the good memories are going to come with it because uh, you're always locked in and trying to be the best. So, you know, we've been to a couple Final Fours and, you know, really get over the hump and win that in Chicago versus a great Marquette team and then take out the former champions of uh, overseas elite. You know, the series before that really, you know, it was a toast to the town and um, it, it was dope. So some TBT championships have been won in Dayton and there's some fun stuff to do in Dayton. But yeah. Chicago... Shout out Dayton, though. Shout out Dayton, shout out Dayton. though. Dayton. Dayton's, a Dayton's a big basketball city. So I, I, shout out Daquan Cup, too. Yeah, <laughs> but Chicago is, I would say, a little more fun of a city to celebrate. Yeah. Did you guys have a good time after winning that championship? Yeah, I think, uh, what do we do? We um, so we went to like two or three different spots after. Uh, now you talk about being a GM or like, oh, that was a five-figure night. I spent half my check that night celebrating with the homies. So it was a fun time. Um. I guess, bro, half the time, it's not even so much a city. Like, we literally just stay in and play cards all day. Like, literally, like, I think the reason why we won and we all had such great success or, you know, you see people, you know, have great energy is because, you know, the type of people that there are. So we could have been in Dayton, Columbus, or even in the, in the bubble that we had. Those are still some of my most fun times, even after losing the first round. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys, you guys just seem like such a, a, a fun bunch. I've got to interact with, with you guys a little bit, but you know, how, how cool has it been for you to be able to reconnect with everyone, stay close with everyone, know that like, Hey, every summer we're getting together, guys have kids. Like how great for you has just TBT elevated your friendships and, and lives with your former teammates? No, I think it's been cool. I, I think one thing that occurs is elevated. For me personally, um, I take great pride in it. Sometimes you forget, you might forget the greatness of, of what's there because guys are playing overseas. So, like I said, like some of my favorite people ever to watch play are, you know, Jared Sellinger, John Diebler, Will Buford. So we always been brothers. We always been around here 24-7. But to be able to come back and compete, I mean, that, that's done. Being in that locker room, and especially during some of those times, especially in my career, just really re you know, re-energize my focus and just my happiness around basketball. Like, step on the court with those guys. It was fun. If you could go back and do it, would you have played? If I could have gone back and did it, I would have played in a bubble, maybe. Okay. So, like, 2020, maybe? Yeah. That would have been then, cool. 
That would have been dope, but at the same time, we were coming off a championship. Like, only reason why I didn't play was because it was like halfway of for why, because I literally thought we had that team assembled, even a team we lost last year, like a couple years ago to go to Dayton. It's some of the best teams ever assembled. So, like, you can go back and watch all the Carmen's crew games, even in Baltimore, when y'all had the middle school refs, and somehow Casper Ware did a step back into the fifth row as a foul on Aaron Kraft. Like, I didn't need to play. We, if you had to do an RPI or, like, overall, and shout out to Overseas Elite one more time. Like, shout them out, but no. No, 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 no. I did not need to play. I didn't need to have this. Sully didn't need to play. Every year we had the best team, hands down. Never needed to play. It would have been so disrespectful to the great players over there. Will Buford threw a championship through that whole tournament. What did he shoot? He averaged 18 a game, shot 60% from the third, from the four, 60 from the three, and like 90 from the line. John Diebler didn't miss. Dave Mighty took over every game. Aaron Kraft, besides the Jerome Random game, literally made every guard look mediocre. Like, nah, <laughs> my killers are out there. I I might not have got no minutes on that court. You feel what I'm saying? I might not, I might have been in a way. You feel me? Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you got a great podcast, Point Forward, you and Andre Iguodala. Anywhere else you want people to check you out these days? Um, Like you just said, myself and Iguodala, we just started a, a platform company called Beyond the Big Ten. Um, I think we got nine or ten uh, podcasts right now. Um, obviously, Carmen's crew with Jared Selinger. Um, David Lighty, um, Aaron Kraft, and Adam Jardy are doing really well. The Ball from Assembly Hall, the Indiana podcast, is a top 40 sports podcast right now. So, you know, just just heat that up. Um, we'll be making live appearances at the Big Ten tournament. And, um, you know, Andrew, down the line, hopefully get you uh, get, get operating with you somehow. Absolutely. I'm I'm in Chicago, so I might have to come meet up with you guys for the Big Ten tournament. Make something happen, man. I got to get a permission slip from Joey Lane. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, All, right. Man. All right, man. Y'all be safe. Keep doing your thing, brother. You too. All right, man. Be safe. Hope everyone enjoyed this episode of Inside TBT. Follow Inside TBT on Twitter and Instagram at Inside TBT. Make sure you're following the tournament on on Twitter and at the dot tournament on Instagram. You can follow me at Andrew Zolden on both platforms. A lot of exciting stuff coming out about not only TBT, but TST as well, TST 7v7 on all platforms. An exciting time as we are getting close to the summer. And the summer means TST and TBT. Next week, we're talking TBT 2020 and the bubble. A ton of cool stuff in the next episode. If you remember, TBT was the first professional sport to come back, the first basketball everyone saw on their TVs post lockdown. Exciting episode coming. Hope you enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon. Clocking out early, that's the dish I don't like. Been getting paid since I was riding on the bike. Hit the pedal with the eighth, hopping on the ninth flight. I've been chilling out of sight. I'll be at the bar tonight. Told the bartender, go and take my car to swipe. You try the same thing, but your car get declined. White rappers nowadays know we're not too hard to find. I'm so dapper with my ways. I'm gonna Riding bars in my basement I'm anxious in the real world It's time for me to say this The basics, the talent in my mind I can't waste it My life is too safe It's my time for it's taking I'm baking my mind Every day is the same-ish Lazy, my grind needs to get a new facelift
bustin' through the pavement. Rock with it, and lean with it. My team win it, my team win it. Now rock with it, and lean with it. My team turn up when I spit it. Now rock with it, and lean with it. My team win it, my team win it. Now rock with it, and lean with it. My team turn up when I spit it. Don't think that I'm playing because I'm saving the game, and I said that I will be more because of. So raving, racing, and pacing around all these lames in my lane, out my way, unless you're trying to pay me. Not from the playpen, it's coming from the jungle. When you hear the bell, you better be ready to rumble because I'ma grab the gloves and I'm gonna flex my muscles. Go ahead and spit some bars, but you're probably just gonna mumble. A lot of rappers these days really need to get them humble because they think they at the top, they better stop before they stumble because I'm swiping all their biddies while they swiping right on Bumble. And your girl, he calls me daddy, but she only calls you uncle. My team.